Hey, hey, friends, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to learn how to grow, how to become an even more amazing version of you, and to connect into a community of like-minded people who are all walking this path and aren't afraid to share the highs and the lows of chasing your dreams. I'm so glad you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Monica Ferguson here, and welcome to this week's episode of World Domination. This week, something a little bit different for you guys. I welcome back the beautiful Brie Timmings from Simple Life Social. And we just wanted to have a really honest, raw chat about being in lockdown, about how that feels, about the things that have that have come up for us. Just a, a highlights-free conversation about everything. And as well as some things that we can actually do to be really enhancing our, our mental state, what we can be focusing on. All of that stuff. So there is a positive, you know, there's a lot of positive stuff, but there's also a lot of honesty, which we felt is really important that we have an opportunity to connect with each other on this level and not just get sucked into that whole (laughs) highlights social media world that we all know I love so much. So enjoy you guys and please stay connected. Please let us know what resonated for you and know that no matter what's going on, no matter what uncertainty or fear or experience you've got going on right now, we're so in this together. All of us are there right with you. So sending you so, so much love and enjoy. (laughs) So that was like less than 60 seconds from hello to record. That is my most impressive time. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Welcome back, Brie. How you doing, my friend? Oh, it's it's so good to be back like so quickly. Um, it's nice to be on the podcast again and and just talk about like such relevant topics. Um, and I'm really excited to to share how things are going and hopefully just provide a little bit of help for other people as well, and other business owners and women out there. Um, but yeah, I mean things are things are good. It's a so good. I'm not gonna say like fantastic because we are in lockdown. <laughs> And I was literally trimming the bushes, the hedges today, which I like have never done, but you know, lockdown makes you do crazy things. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just like, like, I literally just yelled in the middle of my yard. I hate lockdown. Like, yeah, it just sucks. It really does. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's good. it's good I love it because that's the reality right and that's also why we just started this podcast straight away and not to be all polite off camera but all for all of it we're just laying all of our crap out for everyone to see (laughs) because everyone's thinking the same things and no one's saying it and even now and I this is why you were the perfect person to have this conversation with because our last podcast is just the reality all of it right the good the bad everything and even now, like like what you see on social media yeah. is still the pretty stuff, I even know. now. And it's like, but everyone that I'm talking to is just like, but we're sort of up and down and in and out. And like my, the first couple of days of lockdown, I was not good. Yeah. Um, and because like I, I'm quite isolated anyway from a lot of my friends and I live far away and I work from home. So being on my own, I've already spent quite a lot of time on my own and I'm in lockdown by myself, me and my oh, cats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the first couple of days I was kind of like, <sighs> it's just that uncertainty, isn't it? It's like, you yeah. still, you still, yes, you still believe and you have faith in all these things, but it's a bit of a shock to the system. Um, and my thing was just, it was so weird because I don't get lonely. I'm not one of those people because I'm always connecting with people. But I had this wave of just like, oh, I'm alone. I'm completely alone. That's what hit me the first night. Was I was just like, oh my God, everyone's forgotten about me and I'm completely alone. That was yeah. the feeling that came up, even though that's not true, of course, but that's that's the reality of what I felt that night. And then I took probably the first, three days really gently um and I was really tired it was just it's very emotional this stuff isn't it and it is totally yeah and there's lots of time spent um you know reorganizing your life and figuring out how is my business going to work and what do I do with all these appointments that I had and stuff like that Mm -hmm. 
but also I feel like it's it's the mindset stuff that I actually find because typically I have I have quite a, an optimistic mindset yeah. I lean heavily into my faith and actually I find social media I find the online world quite negative and it's a lot of fear and it's a lot of dark energy and I'm just like so I've got to really put boundaries up how much do I because I don't want to isolate like a little hermit, you know, but I also want to protect that my mindset and my energy, because now having given myself a couple of days to really just be present with those emotions, I'm on fire. Like I'm just cranking it out and like doing all these things. And I feel really good and really excited. Um, so it's, I think it's just really about honoring the process because who knows tomorrow morning, I, I might wake up feeling the exact opposite, but I'm going to give myself grace and permission to feel whatever's coming up. Yeah. I just, it, it's like, you can't really say how you are, can you? Cause it changes all the time. And I think that's kind of the, the key <laughs> to acknowledge. Yes. That's right. And I think what you said there about like just being kind to yourself and allow like being really gentle is really important because the when we had the first lockdown last year you know I was like oh yeah I'm gonna lose like 50 pounds and you know I like got my workout stuff I did one workout like let's not get crazy and then I was like okay that is that's not happening um and so, you know, and I just tried to, like, I wanted to make during the last lockdown, I wanted to be so productive and I wanted to like make the most out of that time that we had at home. And so every obstacle to hitting those goals or what I thought I would be able to do was such a challenge and such a burden. So, you know, having the kids at home and having the house messy all the time, it was really a cha- really a challenge. Um, this time, this time, all that anxiety from the last lockdown came up again. Like it was almost like PTSD sort of, you know, like mm-hmm. just these feelings of like, oh my gosh, this anxiety. And also because currently I'm living in the repercussions of last year. So with my business, like last year, when we had we went into lockdown, the government really, you know, gave a lot of like subsidies and stuff to sort of boost you throughout the year. And also there was so much funding for businesses to get um, like digital capability and stuff like that. So I was able to really boost my income last year. And um, I also worked with another marketing agency and then when I made the decision to, to stop working with that marketing agency, just because I, I wanted to focus more on my business and grow my business, then my income took a huge hit. So I was probably making about triple what I normally made last year. And so this year I'm making like way less than half of that. And I have all that provisional tax from the boost in income. And so I feel like the effects of COVID were um, sort of, what do you call it, like pushed back. And so now I'm really feeling the repercussions of what happened last year. And so going back into lockdown is like, fool, I'm like, it takes a lot of emotional strength to not go into a dark place of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to fail. Oh, my business is going to go under, um, you know. And how am I going to feed my kids and all that kind of stuff? So it's quite like it is very taxing for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that just popped into my head before was, you know, that thing about being productive, how we have this feeling of, yeah, I'm going to do all the things and I'm going to like run a marathon by the end of lockdown and whatever, (laughs) (laughs) all the things. Um, In terms of the like the unconscious mind and in terms of our well being, productivity can actually be watching Netflix. If what we need is rest, if what we need is to go and sit in our garden and read a book and not speak to anyone, that is the most productive thing we can do. And like, I'll I'll just never forget, you know, one of my first mentors who he like really like beat this into me almost. If he had a baseball bat, he would have used it, honestly. (laughs) Um, But it was this thing about trusting our own intuition about what we need. 
because so often it's our ego that's driving stuff right like we and we think we have to control everything and we have to know what are we going to do and that makes sense that's our mind trying to keep us alive cool thanks mind (laughs) but it's just really interesting how so often the answers come from things that aren't logical and so if you know like he used to my coach used to always tell me off for not resting like, because I didn't rest because I was like, right, you know, I'll rest when I hit this goal, I'll rest when, but guess what? Like the day that you take a day off is the day that all of a sudden the emails will come in and the phone starts ringing. And because it makes sense, you're in a different state, you're in a different energy. If you, if we're bogged down and anxious and overwhelmed, we're not in a great receptive energy to receive high energy things. Like it's just state, you know, yeah. um, it's like, just that. Yeah, what we put out comes back. I mean, it's it is super simple. And so I find that so interesting that and often with my clients, I'll say to them, you know, like if they're in a kind of defeated energy, like what is it that you need most right now? And to yeah. trust that first thing. Cause that's, you know, Stuart said that to me. And my first response was a nap. And he said, Cool. And he hung up on me. He's like, go have a nap and hung up. Yeah. That, and this dude has 38 world champs under his belt. This is the mindset of champions. This is not weak and defeated. It takes way more courage to honor what we need and give it to ourselves than to try and push and hustle. So I feel like it's so important that we can like really embody that this time round, that it's not about how many hours on the clock or how many things we've ticked off our to-do list. You know, it's actually about how much have we honored our deepest needs our deepest requirements how how bold have we been in listening to our intuition yeah you know like it's yeah I and I feel like that's the only way that really we're going to be able to navigate this with a sense of peace because it's it's just it's too like it is so much and to sit here and be like oh but let's look at the positive side yeah, but we don't do toxic positivity. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is just so easy. You just need to make a gratitude list. Just write 10 things a day that yeah. you're grateful for and everything will magically work itself out. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, yeah. there's there are both sides. And yeah, it's um, it just it feels different this time around because exactly as you say, we're still recovering from the last time especially as business owners you know yeah however I think even for people who have jobs there's still going to be the uncertainty of is that job going to be there you know it's like we're all we're all in the same boat in a sense um and now with the new with the delta variant strain it's it's new again and so it seems unknown we don't know And the cases are like steadily climbing every day, right? So it's quite scary because at first it seemed like, oh, this was just going to be the typical one or two community cases and then go into lockdown for, or like, you know, level three or something for a week and then it'd be all sweet. But now this feels different and new again. So you have that uncertainty as well. And I think also coming at it from like a mother's point of view. So I have three children, two who are uh, twins who are six and then an eight-year-old as well. And last last year, you know, I wanted to really keep the structure of school um, to give them the stability but actually that became a hindrance in some ways um, Mm. because I was so focused on trying to keep the schedule. Whereas this um, time, I do think it's important to have certain things where you want to accomplish that day to sort of give you that motivation of getting out of bed and things to do and feeling productive. So we do that with the kids. We write down the whiteboard, you know, what we want to accomplish. So we have reading time and math time. But for example, yesterday we were doing reading time and we were doing one of these sort of choose your own adventures books and the kids really enjoyed it and I said hey well why don't we just make our own choose your own adventure book let's make it ourselves and so we just went around the backyard taking pictures and then we came back into the onto the computer and using Canva created a really easy book like I'm not super mom here (laughs) um and And we just allowed that to sort of drive our day rather than being like, oh, but we didn't get to math time. Well, that's okay if we didn't get to math time today, but we were able to sort of go in the direction that we wanted to go. And sometimes as well, sometimes the kids, you know, we forget how emotionally, um, 
how, how lockdown and stuff affects them emotionally. Like, you know, they haven't seen their papa for um, a very long time, like a year and a half. And, and my dad came and visited us twice a year. So that's really hard. They just struggle with understanding why we can't see papa, why he can't, can't come to see us and um, stuff like that. So I think we need to also be really aware of their emotions and what they need from us as well, you know, and the same goes for our partners and things like that, if we have that too. So yeah, it's a lot to juggle. Yeah. It's really interesting because I, like, I can't speak to what it's like having, having kids and having kids at home that you have to school. Like, Mm. I mean, I have two cats and myself to look after, to keep alive, you know, (laughs) and that's it. Like, yeah. I have to, as long as I feed us three every day, we're all good. Um, so I can't, like, I can't even imagine, you know, like actually what that's like. And because it's like you say, it's the emotional well-being as well. It's not just, oh yeah, well let's, you know, do this today. It's like they've actually got a, they've got their own reaction and their own yeah. feelings and things. And you still, you're still expected to somehow run your business and keep adjusting and keep on top of it. It's heaps. It's yeah. so much. Yeah. So we've tried to put them to bed at eight o'clock, like before eight o'clock, but eight o'clock sharp, like I'm free of any child duties. And then, you know, I used to go and just relax, read, do whatever, but now I have to kind of get on the computer and that's when I can actually get the meat of my work done. Mm -hmm. And that's challenging as well because I'm a morning person, not a night person, Mm -hmm. Um, but the kids are up at like 6 a.m. So it's just you know, the way it is, it's just, so I just do what I can in the evenings. And sometimes that means not doing anything. It just means watching Netflix. Cause I also need that alone time as well. Yeah. So it's all about just yeah, exactly what you were saying, just being kind to yourself and doing what your, you know, your body and mind is sort of telling you that you need to do yeah. in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's, that's the priority. And we're not, especially as Kiwis, good at that. Um, We're not good at, I mean, I think, and especially like, you know, no shade, but mums especially, because you have so many people reliant on you. There's so many things that you could be doing all the time. And I find that often speaking and working with mums, there's this sort of almost guilt around prioritizing your own needs. Um, And it's, I actually made a, a reel today about this. And I said, um, it came through actually in my meditation this morning and I was like what the heck just out of nowhere and it, it went something like hang on, let me see if I wrote a note it was something like your ability to give is dependent on your ability to first receive think mm-hmm. about that um, and that was it it was like we don't though we try and give and then our cup is empty and then we keep trying to give and give and give and give and that that strategy is just not going to work for us now with everything that's going on because we don't know how long this is going to last Um, we need to really invest in in ourselves now so that we're actually capable of going the distance yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) completely being able to receive is such a huge thing in my life at the moment it's so interesting that you brought that up because you know for the last 20 years I've just been giving 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 Long story short, my mother had a brain tumor undiagnosed for 10 years from the time I was 13. And so basically from the age of 16, I worked full time. So I'd go to school and then in the evenings I'd work full time from five to midnight to make sure we could meet ends meet and all that kind of stuff. And then um, very early on, like I was 23 when I um, got married and very quickly, my husband's health really deteriorated so much. He was bedridden for two years, He currently walks with the cane and his health issues are overwhelming at times. And so I constantly give, 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 give all the time. And just recently, um, like within the last two weeks, I just, the end finally, like I just had nothing left to give. And as somebody who's so independent, you know, I have traveled the world. I have, you know, started my own business, all these things so independently, 
it was very hard for me to receive uh, people to come and clean my house because I just didn't have it in me or to like I had a friend, Rachel, who came over every single morning for the last two weeks before lockdown to help me get the kids out of the house because I had nothing in me like for school. Mm-hmm. And it was very humbling to um, receive that. And also in terms like financial financials as well, you know, people had to, uh, give us money for groceries and things like that. Like, let's just be honest about the realities of life. Like, and it's really hard to have to receive those things when you've been a giver your whole life. Um, but in a kind of, there was this sort of like subconscious feeling of like, okay, uh, I can pay them back at this time. Um, okay. I can do something for them in like a month. I'll go back and clean their house or I'll look after their kids or something. And then it was actually, you know what? You have been so blessed to be surrounded by a community of people who just love you and just want to do these things simply because they love you. They're not like asking for anything in return. And it's, it's a really hard lesson to learn to receive and to just receive, um, you know, so openly and just be so vulnerable about where you're at with your whole, you know, friends and family. And to say, I can't do this alone anymore is really hard, but, um, you know, I personally, you know, I think that God was almost preparing me for lockdown because he just knew that I had to have sort of this like breakdown before lockdown was going to happen. Um, because if I walked down and going through that and I didn't have anybody who could actually come and help, it would have been a far worse situation, you know? So yeah, that's what I think about giving and receiving. Yeah. And, you know, there's seasons in our life where we can, where we need to receive. And then there's going to be seasons again, where I will be in abundance and I will be able to give back. And even just thinking of these small things like this podcast and just being able to be vulnerable about Mm -hmm. the lows in my life, I know is blessing people because we always want to present ourselves as these super positive, super successful people all the time. And we think that if we don't have these six figure months, like we hear, you know, on social media or whatever, or like I built my business in three months and, you know, or I grew my following in 30 days. Sometimes we're like, Oh my gosh, what am I not doing? Where am I? Why am I such a failure? But it's like, nah, 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 nah. They also have these moments of complete failure, what they perceive to be, what we perceive to be failure. They're just not telling us about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like humans go through such similar, uh, seasons of life. Everybody can relate to these ups and downs, but it's easy to share the ups. It's not easy to stand in front of a room completely naked. <laughs> you know, that's what it sort of feels like and just bear all and yeah. be like, yeah, I need help. I can't, I am at my lowest point. So yeah, I hope that this is a blessing for somebody to hear it today that they're not alone. Well, it's a blessing for me. And I can only tell you there will be so many others. And that's why I knew you were the person to have this conversation with, because that's exactly it. Like that was one of the first things I said, right? When I jumped on was everyone on social media, even now it's like, oh, look at the moon, look at my baking, look at my cute kids oh, can we just cut the crap? Seriously. Like I'm not saying be negative, the mindset coach, like be negative. No, be real. Like I want all of it. And I feel like this is our time to shine, right? Because our culture is built on that and presenting only what we want people to see. And like you say, last year, um, lockdown hit, I was working a hundred percent as a photographer so lockdown wow. hit, my business died and it took- I a, didn't know that. Yeah, because I hadn't even set up. So this was my, oh, I'm going to say pivot, even though it's massively overused, right? Like, oh, but yeah. So I, I, at that point I'd studied, I'd finished my life coaching study. I had literally sketched up 
these programs, I sketched out what I wanted my services to be. I had not taken the leap because I felt like an imposter. Yeah. I was just like, mm, not good enough yet, you know, not good enough. And then lockdown hit and it was like, well, I have no business because I can't leave my house. What yeah. am I going to do? And I went into meditation. I went into prayer and I was just like, God, what do I do? Um, and I was like, you jump now. You're ready to go. You've got the offerings. You know what you're here to do. It's time to leave. You've got people sitting in front of their computer for six weeks. This is the time. Yeah. And, I was, and like at that point, like I had my podcast, but I was 100% photography. Wow. And um, so I leapt. So I offered, I started doing... Um, I did some VIP sessions, some group sessions for free. Then I ran as a trial my first group program, which was amazing. Um, and then it just started. And at that point, when we came out of lockdown, I was kind of like, well, I always wanted to be in this area. I always wanted to be someone who empowered and who could reflect back to people who they were and take them to where they were always destined to be, you know? And so it was like, photography for me was my foot in the door. So I kind of, that's how I viewed it. It was like, the natural next step for me, but my business died. I had, I was, um, I created after even months after I was at like 25% of what I was at before. Wow. I mean, that's a huge hit, you know? And I was just like, because I think even afterwards, there's a lot of uncertainty, right. And people don't want to book because you're not really sure. Are we going to have to suddenly go into lockdown again? And yeah, so it was <laughs> like, that was, that was hard. That was so hard. And oh man, the, um, yeah, those why the feeling like a failure. And I think this is really important for us to get into is those stories that we tell ourselves. And I love that you use the word failure because that's the word that used to come to my mind all the time as well. It was like, I failed. Like I'm not good enough. And it's like, hang on. I'm sorry. Did I start a worldwide pandemic? Like how, why am I making that my problem? Why yeah. am I saying that's not, you know, but, but it's because we don't have these conversations. We don't see what's going on for other people. Yeah. So we can't actually relate because if we knew that everyone else was also struggling, I mean, wouldn't the world be such a different place? But when yeah. what we see is, oh yeah, I had my highest month ever or whatever yeah. people want to present. And like, if that's true, amazing right amazing but so often what's being presented is only the highlights and not the the reality and I I just I've always had a thing about that that's why I started this podcast in the first place I just got sick of that the highlights like this journey that we're on whether it be entrepreneurial whether it be just our own spiritual personal development journey man it is it takes guts it takes so much courage and so much strength and resilience and if we are not seriously wanting to quit every now and then I don't think we're doing it right like honestly (laughs) we're not pushing we're not growing right it's like it's just part of the journey and I think when we talk about it yeah you know um and like when you have a coach and you're like I want to quit and they're like yes like you're out of your comfort zone so much and it's like yeah and I love that those spaces because you can actually talk honestly and people share their experience of yeah. what it actually took um and that's yeah exactly it like I was at 25 percent of what I was at and it was just like literally I either go a hundred percent in on this coaching or I quit and go and get a job like yeah. that those are my options you know yeah. I felt like I was backed into a corner it was like I can't I mean I can't shoot I can't leave the house I can't do shoots via zoom yeah so um yeah it was like I got catapulted into the next level of my life but it was brutal on the way it was I yeah I was like I don't know how I'm gonna pay my rent you know (laughs) like I literally don't know how I'm gonna pay my rent or you know it was yeah so but how many people have I heard say that you no one else I haven't heard anyone else say that since like how many yeah. people were in that that boat? Thousands, hundreds yeah. of thousands. Yeah. But we're still not talking about it. And I think that this is the time for us to really come together as a community. Um, Absolutely. I even yeah. had a, a coaching client yesterday who, who was like, um, you know, I've had to get a job. So she has her own business and she's like a life coach. And she said, I had 
to go and get a job. And I know business owners, if they have to be employed by somebody else after being self-employed, it's really, it's very hard to the ego. Mm -hmm. Um, But also it's just, it feels like you failed, but she said, I know this is just a season and it's a 40 hour um, work week that I know I'm going to be paid. And it can just allow me that to relax and still I'm not getting up on my business. This is just a season. And I think too, if there's anybody out there who had to do that, who had to go from being self-employed to perhaps picking up a part-time job, even just a couple of hours or having to get a full-time job as well, it can feel like a failure, but you have not failed. You're getting scrappy so that you will see the success. So don't, yeah, when you, when you get, to the really bottom of the bank account, you know, um, as a business owner, you get scrappy and you get so innovative and you just make things work. You're like, okay, if I can do this free trial for 14 days and then I can switch to this free trial for 14 days and I can do this. And instead of paying this, I can make it myself. Like you get so creative and those skills or things that you learn when you are at that really place in the valley um, are what are going to propel your success your success later on because one thing that I really um, learned early on as a leader in business this was before I um, owned my own business I was um, in the executive leadership of a multi-million dollar corporation and I was very young and all everybody around me were like these, 50 year old men. And I always remember being like, Oh my gosh, like they're going to find out that I'm a fraud or whatever. And then I started to realize that these people aren't superhuman. Like just because have success doesn't mean they're, they're superhuman. And sometimes people who have easily gotten to success don't have the, um, the forward thinking or the creativity that it takes to move them into the next generation of business. So what I found was like those, you know, old men who had been in business for, since the nineties or the eighties or whatever like that, um, they didn't want to adopt new technologies or they didn't want to go online or try something different. Whereas if we've had to really try these different things and like cry over learning Facebook ads and like, you know, do these hard things. Now, when we start to see success, it's easier for us to easier for us to adopt things and change and be creative when the market changes. And the thing is that, you know, business technology changes so quickly now than it did, you know, in the last century, like every six months, it's a new generation of iPhone or something new technology that we have to learn, or, you know, it's got this update that we have to now change the way we do things. And we really have to be able to adapt. And so all of this to say that treasure these moments that suck because they make you scrappy. They make you creative. They, they make you innovate so that you will see that success in the future. Mm. Love that. Drop the mic. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing, right? This is where, yeah, we feel everything. We acknowledge everything. We give ourselves permission to do whatever we need to do, but we also can choose our mindset and the things that we choose to focus on make a massive difference. And I was actually just uh, having a chat with someone earlier today about this, who was really in this space of like, everything's wrong like I'm stuck it's too hard I'm depressed I'm miserable like and I was explaining to him how at the unconscious level how that actually works so it's not just it's not just negative thinking right they're literally instructions so when we say which I watched a great Tony Robbins video the other day and he was talking about for, for example depression right now this is one that lots of people will probably be experiencing over the next little while yeah but our ability to not identify with it. So 
you know, for example, he said, how does someone who's depressed stand? How do they sit? What's their posture? How does their face move? What's their voice like? And everyone could sort of copy that, right? It's going to be hunched over. It's going to be. So what we're doing is if we're saying, I'm so depressed, I'm so depressed, I'm so depressed. I can't do it because I'm depressed. Um, I failed at that because I'm depressed because of my depression. Not only are we going to create more of that, but we're also instructing our, our unconscious mind, which is 95% of our mind, to look for depression and to filter for depression. So it's not, so then guess what happens? We've instructed our brain to filter for depression. So we're not going to see happiness. We're not going to see gratitude. We're not going to see the beautiful people and all the abundance that is there. We're going to see only depression. And then we're going to look up and look around at our life and go, see, I'm depressed because this sucks and this sucks and this sucks and no one's here for me. And our brain is like, okay, cool. So you want no one there for you and more things that suck and more depression. And this is how it spirals. So it's like, it's so important that we can really choose our mindset well. And even if, even if that the sort of narrative that we're giving, that we're speaking to ourselves is like, today's a hard day <laughs> but ultimately I know that everything always works out mm-hmm. you know that's such a different mindset of being like everything sucks today sucks yeah. I suck um and that might happen and for sure acknowledge those feelings but when it starts to switch over into a story and a belief that's when we get into trouble um and I don't want anyone to get into that because when we can start asking questions like how can I, yeah, how can I make today a great day? We're literally asking our unconscious mind, which has all the answers, that's our intuition, you know, how can I make this a great day? How can I turn my business into something even better? Okay, cool. And then we trust. We trust when we have an urge to suddenly read that article or suddenly pick up the phone and call someone. That's how it works. This is how it literally works. And I couldn't believe this. When When I was studying, they were talking about how every second the brain receives 3 million pieces of information. But obviously we can't filter that. So it filters down to 132 pieces. And that's how important our beliefs are because they literally filter what comes in. So that's how important, right? Yes. What we what we believe and what we speak is. Um because yeah, it's literally just waiting for our instruction because it doesn't, whatever we believe, it wants to make us right and true. So yeah, some, that was the most silent sneeze I've ever heard. I was waiting for the like, the big achoo. That was crazy. (laughs) 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 Like a pro. Um, Yeah, so like if we can really tap into that. So this is what started to really blow my mind. Learning more and more about the, the unconscious mind was that, if it's taking in everything, right, it takes in 3 million pieces of information a second, which means that it's taken in every experience, every circumstance we've ever had, whether we don't know it, it's all been archived. So this resource that we have to start tapping into it, the supercomputer that's in our head, when we start asking the right questions, so instead of like telling our brain, this sucks, right? My business is done like life is crap no how what could I do to what could I do to call in five hundred dollars this week how could I pivot this and make it even better you know how open-ended questions that require an answer we're sitting with this resource that has all of these answers and ideas and we now have time to listen to it because we're not busy and distracted by heaps of other things it's like, yeah. I feel like this is the most important thing. <laughs> and this is this is why I feel like I, the last couple, like, you know, like the first couple of days I honored my emotions and the last couple of days I'm like fiery as, cause I'm like, how can I do this? What should I do a podcast about? How can I serve? How can I contribute? Talk to Brie. Okay, that's what happened. Um, reach out to this person, call this person, read this, finish this study, do this. This is what's coming up. So I'm just like, okay, which means that I'm in my zone and it all feels really good because it's very aligned. So when we can, you know, like this morning, spend an hour outside sitting in the sun, meditating, pouring into myself. It's like, it's so important. And when we're in that state, 
of being able to receive and giving to ourselves, how much more do we have to serve others anyway? Yeah. But it has to be, we do it for ourselves first. That's the key. Not (laughs) because we can't get up off the floor because we've given to everyone else. That's Um, right. Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you from experience. It, it definitely feels better to give than to receive a hundred percent. So yeah, being able to, to have the, those times of being, having to receive and, and having to be kind to yourself and all that kind of stuff, you know, makes those moments when you can give back so much more, uh, so much more amazing, you know? So I'm excited for that season to come back and to do it in little ways, like in this podcast and stuff as well. Of course. Yeah. 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 It's crazy how it does feel way better to give than to receive. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's just because it does feel good. Like it actually just does feel good. But I also wonder how much of it is cultural conditioning and Mm -hmm. how much have we been taught that our purpose is to serve others, to put everyone else first. You know, there's a lot of people pleasing that goes on with almost everyone (laughs) that we've, we've learned especially those of us who I mean in this sort of area like we just do we just do give to others because we can and because we we empathize with them and we can help them and it's so easy to overgive. <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. I think it's definitely an innate part of us as humans to want to help others it's interesting because when I worked at a private college I did the admissions coordination and I you know saw hundreds thousands of applications come in and one of the well the biggest reason as to why they wanted to take the study was to help others it was so common I'd say probably 90 percent of people um, wanted to do the study because they wanted to eventually be able to help their community help their family help others and I think it is a part of who we're wired. And then I think I think you're right that society and, and culture can like put that in overdrive where it's like, you must give every last part. And we are starting to see this like renaissance of giving, like loving yourself that that's actually okay. Yes. And I think that's like, yes. that's been a missing part for so long of the story that, you yeah like let's give back to the community and give help others but also like we also need to love ourselves and come from a place of feeling fulfilled and loved ourselves um before we can do that or to do that well yeah a hundred percent yeah what's so interesting is um you know we talk a lot about boundaries and that I feel like is kind of a new concept as well, because I don't think people are very good at setting boundaries. In fact, I know they're not. It's one of the number one conversations I have with my clients. Yeah. You know, because it's so uncomfortable having to set a boundary, especially when we have been the one who has grown and changed and we're suddenly not in the same place that we were, but we're still with the same friends or the same people. And you realize like, it doesn't feel good anymore. Like I actually feel drained being around them. How do you say that? How do you say that to your friend of nine mm-hmm. years that your energy actually really drains me now? And I'm sick of listening to your victim crap. Like you can't say that, you know, like they're not going to receive it well. And I've just, I've noticed this so much that, um, yeah, our ability to set boundaries and to really nurture our, our own energy and our own emotions is so important but it's very uncomfortable. Um, And I feel, why did I start saying this? There was obviously a point that you made that I thought was connected. Helping Um, others and and putting putting boundaries in place to make sure that we're- Yeah, it's that, oh, that's right. So one of the things that I've noticed is that people are very quick to start calling you selfish when you start to put a boundary up. Mm -hmm. Um, And because there's this expectation that you will do what I want. You're, that I, that we are somehow responsible for each other's emotional well-being, and I don't think we're very good at really taking responsibility for that. I, I think we're very good at outsourcing to external things, you know, and 
not to throw shade to anyone, but it's like you can see it in, you know, the the night we went into lockdown and all the videos that went up of the queues around the block at the liquor stores and people just, you know, I've seen all these videos of people getting drunk at 10 a.m. because there's nothing else to do and it's like that's outsourcing. I don't want to feel my emotion. Like, yeah, Yeah. and I get it because we're all in this together. This is not about shame. This is just an observation that it's easier to do that. It's way easier. Um, And that's the thing. So, and that's, that's just what I've found. It's like to really start to love yourself is to set boundaries and it's to prioritize that even in lockdown, like yesterday, one of the days, I just did not want to talk to anyone because I mean, I'm still working, right? And I give my clients everything that I've got. So um, when I need to switch off, I need to switch off. And I was getting all these messages and stuff and I, I took six, seven hours to respond because I was like, I actually yeah. really need this this thing how can I give if I don't first give to myself yeah and I'm not going to jump on a call and half-ass it like I'm just not going to do that I'm not going to jump on a podcast if I'm not prepared for it you know it's um my it matters way too much to me but yeah. a lot of people would say that that's selfish for me to leave a friendship because I outgrew that person basically yeah. How do you say that? That's that's the truth. And I feel I actually am very passionate about this because I want to reduce this shame and stigma around prioritizing our needs. Yeah. You know, when we look at the things that go on in this country in terms of mental health, yeah, I still got told by more than one person that I'm self that I'm a selfish friend. And that's why. And I'm like, legit, I've committed my whole life to serving and to be told that I'm selfish by more than one person. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's interesting to observe, you know, it's really yeah. interesting to observe. So I just think it's, yeah, it's kind of a, a sign of a bigger picture. And I like mental health is something that I'm actually really passionate about. I mean, I worked in mental health for five years. I yeah. um, studied mental health. I experienced heaps myself. I had all sorts of issues. So even when I talk about things like depression, it's not to minimize it. It's to empower our ability to actually move a lot of stuff comes from our focus and our beliefs and it's like if we can nip this stuff in the bud now especially at the start of lockdown however long we're here for it's like we actually have much more control than we maybe think that we do yeah I think that's really good hmm yeah (laughs) honestly we probably need to do one every day because like I say just like I am I do feel positive today um But the, last, the first few days I did not. And there will be times when I don't. And it's like, I'm not going to sit here and say that to anyone, you know, like that. I think the first, there were a couple of days when I just didn't get out of bed until after midday. Because I was like, yeah. what's the point? <laughs> like, yeah. what's the, I'm tired. I was just really tired, like drained. It's like, well, I'm just going to rest then. Yeah. So I'm not going to get up and force myself to be productive when I'm ex- like exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah 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 so is there anything else that we haven't covered (laughs) I don't think so not that I can think of I feel like there'll be many opportunities for us to create things together that are of a raw real nature um yeah just that social media thing man I honestly I've hardly been on there because I'm just it just doesn't feel good to me at all right now yeah Um, me as well I'm the same like I just like it's um I have this like habit like what do you like just like you open the phone go to Instagram like it's become such a habit and then I'll go there and like, I literally look through like two posts and then I'm like, I don't, why am I even doing this? Like, I don't even, like, it just makes me feel bad at myself and everything else. And um, yeah, so I've really been like avoiding it as well. And just trying to like, like my top priority at the moment is the kids and my state around the kids um, because you know, I, I really struggle with, I want to be productive and I want to do my thing, but they keep interrupting and stuff like that. So it's really hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're my top priority at the moment. So I just need to get rid of all that negative energy as much as I can from social media and things like that, which is funny because it's the basis of my job. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> that is a problem. 
<laughs> but like, luckily, luckily I don't have to do a lot of community management. All my clients do their own community management stuff. So that's quite good. I just have to create things and schedule them. I actually don't have to go onto the apps. Yeah. I don't want to. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. With, I totally know what you mean about how like, I'm good today. Tomorrow might be completely different or it might be really low today. And then tomorrow I'm like, yeah, I'm going to clean the whole house and like be on fire. And, yeah. And all yeah. those things might happen in one day. <laughs> like yeah, you might exactly. just, like, flash, like whoop. I know. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And I, I think that this is going to be such an important conversation that's going to need to happen over and over again. I'm yeah. actually really excited to share this and even the post that I will write with it is so, it's just honest. I mean, this is the thing, you know, when I first sort of came out speaking about self-worth, the reaction that I got, it was, it was even as a photographer, I was speaking yeah. about self-worth. I wasn't speaking about photography. I was speaking about our ability to accept ourselves, to feel yeah. good enough now. And the response, this emotional response that I got from everyone, it's because we all feel the same thing and no yeah. one's saying it out loud. That's why. And that's, that's the thing. Every single client of mine had the same, it was like, I could literally use the same script on every single person, every yeah. single person, hundreds and hundreds of women, thousands yeah. even, yeah. because we all feel the same thing, but no one's saying it out loud. And I, it concerns me for our well-being collectively, yeah. the impact of that. If everyone's working so hard to maintain this image, but not asking for help, not learning how to receive help from others, yeah. not learning how to pour into themselves but too busy trying to make everyone else think that their life is awesome yes. it's a problem it's a it's a problem yeah because yeah, you know that um like you know how I talked about making that book with Maddie yesterday yeah um and you know that was a really cute thing I was like oh we should post it on social media but I was like I actually think that posting this is going to make a mother feel less than because Oh, look at Bree. She like made this book with her kids. And like, you know, that book took us 20 minutes and it wasn't like this magical experience of like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like it was just doing it. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the day we had like some yelling and things like that. And some moments of cuddles and all that kind of stuff. But I was just like, I feel like if I post this on social media, there's going to be a mom out there who's going to be like, I should be doing things with my kids. I should be doing crafts with my kids. And I just, I actually decided against it because I don't want somebody to take that one little 20 minutes of our day mm -hmm. and then wear that as a burden. You know what I mean? It just adds to like what their, you know, their mental state and stuff like that. And I wish that more people would sort of just take a moment to reflect on actually what their posts or what their content actually does to other people. Yeah. No? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's tricky. It's tricky because sometimes you need to, like, yeah, you know, it's tricky, but. It, it truly is. It's this balancing act as well, especially as business owners, where we need to be seen and we need to be found. So you want to put stuff out there, yeah. but you also want to be real. And it's kind of hard to do, you know, it, like for example, as a photographer, yeah. I'm, I have this thing about posting gross photos, right? I'll never do it. So yeah. I might be sitting at home with unwashed hair and my pajamas and like a pimple. Yeah. And I'm going to post a glamorous looking photo because I'm yeah. a photographer. How, how does that look? right? To post crap photos as a photographer, it just doesn't look good, yeah. but it's not necessarily the truth. And that's why I have these conversations because yes. just because there's a photo of me looking glamorous doesn't mean I'm in a robe. I'm in a bathrobe right now <laughs> as we record this, you know, it's yeah. like, um, it's not necessarily real. Yeah. But it's, so that's why I think it's a balancing act. But what I found more than anything is it's like the energy translates so yeah. the, the posts that I've put up that have been like straight from the heart, raw, real, whatever, even, even if they were really positive yeah. or really like vulnerable, they go yeah. crazy. It's always the yeah. energy that I'm in. So my, if my intention is to share and to connect with people, yeah. 
yeah. that's one thing if my intention is I better post because I'm a business owner yeah average cricket like it's not yeah. it's not the same it's like there's something that happens so yeah it's it's really interesting but it's like if we were all just sharing stuff from the heart if it yeah. was good or bad well not bad but you know like if the highs yeah. or the lows kind of thing then that would be very different than yeah only posting perfect things because we want people to view us as yeah whatever but it's yeah. like we're all in the same because we're all in the same boat now yeah none of us know if we have jobs none of us know what's going to happen with our businesses mm-hmm. can we just talk about it for a second <laughs> like yeah yeah it's so true because so <laughs> like at first I was like um because I had sort of niched down to the tourism industry before lockdown or before COVID hit. Yeah. And then when COVID hit, it was like, well, there's no money in tourism. So I guess I better pivot. So I tried pivoting to like the mompreneur type person. Yeah. Um, but it just, just didn't sit right with me. It just, I guess that just wasn't really where my passion my passion was for the tourism industry and so recently like just within the last few weeks or last month I'd say I've just really been like you know what just go all in for the tourism and if you're passionate about it the money will come like there will be money there um so yeah that's I've just done I've just completely gone all in in trying like really like niche down it's so much easier to make your messaging and stuff as well when you niche down because you just know that person so well and um yeah, yeah just going all in kind of like what you did with, with um the last lockdown going in all in on your coaching yeah and that's kind of what I'm doing as well yeah and I think one thing I want to add I kind of had a slough of my tongue before when I was talking about we don't know if we're going to have businesses, right? Now, this yeah. is the thing. We can choose. Yeah. If, if we can have, we can choose in our mind, right? This is what's happening. And this is our power to, and I've recorded podcasts about this, how to really set like bulletproof goals that work with our unconscious mind. When yeah. we say this is going to happen by this date, this is what I'm working towards. Literally, we will call on the answers. We will call on the resources um, because we've instructed our mind to look for it. So guess what? you find it, you know, yeah. you find the right, the people, the, you whatever it is. So we do have choices here. You know, what I mean to say is like, we're all in the same boat that, yeah, yeah, it's all global and it's all uncertain. However, how we choose to approach this is everything. And it's what will make the difference. Yeah. Because yeah. there are, I know, I know people that are doing so well from online businesses so so well they had their highest like I know those people that are like I had my highest month and it was in lockdown last year and I've just continued to grow of course of course that's absolutely possible yeah and what if like what if we could view it as lockdown last year really pivoted (laughs) we need a new (laughs) word um but it was like for me kick out the bum right this is we're going here coaching now out of the nest fly a little bird yeah and and the same for you it's like okay boom we're, we're going this way yeah what if what we're the only difference is that we just started a little bit behind them so we're not going to compare our level of success to theirs because they started before us but we're just laying the foundation what if like in three months we recorded another podcast and it was like everything came together and I can't even like I'm so grateful for how this all played out of course yeah of course that's it that's inevitable you know as long as we we keep focused and um yeah and that doesn't mean that we're happy all the time but it means that we keep our eye on the prize we keep we stay focused on the vision and I love what what you've just done like that courage to trust your intuition when it doesn't necessarily make sense right but, yeah, totally. but the reason that you're passionate about it is because you're called to go there. That's yeah. why, a hundred percent. Which means that, of course, it's going to pay off. It's it is inevitable that it will pay off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think when you're when your heart's in it, you know, just so much of what you've said. I've loved all of those things that you said about the subconscious. I want to go and like study about subconscious and stuff now because. Yeah, it's so true. Like how I really just wasn't feeling like I tried to do the 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 mompreneur and then just a small business and stuff because I thought, you know, if I widen who I'm speaking to, then I'll get something. 
but you know what? I didn't. I might've got one or two clients. Um, yeah. And then, and then I really niched down in this last month and I got two tourism clients. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's how it works. That's it how it works. It's crazy how the mind works. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And one thing I just want to add that's really useful is to trust that first response. So, you know, when you ask yourself a question like, what would be the best thing for me to do today? That first response is your subconscious. Mm. If you think about it, you'll talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Your subconscious might go, you need a day off. Yeah. And your, your, then your brain is going to go, nah, but I should clean out the pantry. Oh, yeah. no, shush. Like the mind, no, it's like ego versus heart, right? Yeah. Because your mind and our mind only knows the past. But our, like our subconscious is like the conscious mind, you know, is, is the past. The subconscious is like this archive, this library that has all the answers. It's connected to our intuition. So when we have the courage to trust and act on it, that is how these people are so successful. This is how we create real success is by trusting that. And like you, how many successful people, you know, when you talk to people, it's like it's not yeah. logical it's never logical yes that's so true yeah you know with my clients like the the little tweaks we make and all of a sudden they've time sixed their business in three weeks this is it does not have to be this long drawn out thing yeah. so often it's just that we've ignored what we know is the next step because it's hard or it's scary yeah but if yeah. we just did it <laughs> yes you know we'd just speed everything up so quickly that's so true yeah really good it excites me about tomorrow and listen more to my Woo. my subconscious yeah 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 um and there are little things that you could do I mean so like Tony Robbins right speaks a lot about using your body to change your state physiology mm-hmm. and it's so funny because I get my clients sometimes to do this on camera and they feel so stupid but it always works I do it too so the one thing I actually love to do is dance so like I have little dance parties before I get on camera so yes. like just to get the energy up right yeah um nature's really good too but to actually move your body is good um and also so Tony Robbins teaches this thing where you stand like Superman you know like you stand legs apart hands on, like hands on your yeah. waist yeah for two minutes yeah and what happens is in that time your testosterone goes up like 33 percent Wow. which means you're, so you're 33% more likely to take action um, and your stress comes down like 25%. So your cortisol comes down. So your stress goes down, your ability to take action goes up. It makes you powerful. Like it, it actually, it changes your body. So if we're feeling like rubbish, we can yeah. actually do that to give ourselves a little boost. That's cool. Yeah. And these things work. So mm yeah (laughs) I always do that like if I if I'm presenting or something like that or or if I was recording a podcast which I haven't done in months um (laughs) I'll go like I'll go whoop you know like that um I'll go into like the the toilet and like if I'm doing like a public speech or something like yeah um to sort of do it but like I gotta try doing that and like even just at home yes we can parent these kids you know yeah of course yeah yeah that's it so like the little things that we can do and I think the key with any of this is to have the self-awareness first so like to identify not to wait until we're like in the fetal position on the floor um for three days you know it's like we want to yes on always honor what's going on we don't run from it we don't mask over it yep, actually, I feel really sad today or I feel really overwhelmed today. Okay, cool. What do I, how can I serve myself? What do I most need right now to go and have a coffee in the garden by myself? Okay, cool. So do it in that moment, not in three hours, (laughs) in that moment. Um, And it's like uh, your your intuition will never lead you astray. It might say, right, we need to finish this homework with my kid and then I'm going to do this. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, we just never know, you know, in the movie um the secret you know they talk about the law of attraction and stuff and and I remember um Jack Canfield who wrote chicken soup for the soul yeah those books you know and he was talking about like he 
his, I think it was when he was trying to make his first million dollars and he had a million dollar check on his ceiling above his bed. So he'd look at it every morning. Um, and he talked about this one day where he walked into like a bookstore and his eyes were just like, whoop, like drawn to this magazine. And it was like, that was the thing that started everything. So, and then he got the magazine and it like, there was an article and he met someone from that. And then it was like, it went to everything. And he got to 900 and something thousand dollars that year. And he wow. was like, do you think that I was upset? Cause I didn't get a million dollars. He's like, no, I was jumping <laughs> for joy. Right. But this is the power of what we focus on. And, um, <laughs> because we're literally programming our brain for what to look for. So I used to, uh, in my group programs, I used to always play games with everyone where at the end of each session, we'd pick something random and it would be like a game to see who would find it first. So, you know, like ladybugs, diggers, mermaids, unicorns, whatever, because it's not something you would normally see, right? But it's, it's proof of when you've instructed your brain to look for it, you find it. So yeah. the power that we have, so we should pick something from this like tonight and then we'll yeah. see who sees it first. And we both will, because it's like, once it's in there, our brain has been instructed to find it. So yeah. if we can instruct our brain to find opportunities, beautiful new connections, happiness, abundance, that's what we're going to find. It's inevitable. Like it's not, it's not a, oh, maybe, no, it's literally being programmed in. That's how sim- that's how powerful that's right. we are and how powerful our focus is. Yeah. Which is why I'm so like, just we've got to be so mindful about what we choose to focus mm. on. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, Monica. Yeah. Okay, so let's, um, let's pick something funny uh, for us to find and for our listeners to find, and then I will let you go. Okay. You can decide. <laughs> Anything... So- that you can think of so like I'll, fr- I'll give you context so I had a um okay. one of my friends who was not a believer yeah. I said to her pick something bizarre and she said an upside down flying bird right and I was like okay she's like you'll never find a bird flying upside down the next morning she comes into my room because I was staying at her house and she yeah. was like so I was just dressing my kid and her jacket has birds flying upside down on them <laughs> whoa and I was cracking and it didn't it was like 12 hours but she'd found some more there was like a picture that she found before that and so that's the thing if we don't limit how it can come like it doesn't have to be a literal bird in the sky flying upside down yeah but like anything can happen so what are you going to pick <laughs> if you saw it you'd be like whoa this works like this really works when you see it um a, I don't know. I feel like the thing, all the things I want to pick are like too obvious. <laughs> a pink tent, a camping tent. Cool. Okay. A pink tent. All right, folks, you heard it here first. Please send in your photos when you see one. <laughs> yeah. I love that. A pink tent. Okay. Sweet. Girl, <laughs> let, let me know when you find one when it finds you I should say (laughs) that's cool cool awesome all right well thank you so much for your time and your honesty and your rawness and your epicness my friend always great catching up with you you're so welcome it was my pleasure to be able to to do this thanks for bringing me on again yeah 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 you'll be back you'll be back you're stuck with me now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so I'm gonna get this out tomorrow yeah so we had to share it with everyone awesome sounds good thanks so much for listening guys i hope you enjoyed it i would love to hear your aha moments please share on your stories and tag me so i can celebrate with you and be sure to connect with me online i'm on instagram at mon 3.0 and find me on youtube by searching monica ferguson have an amazing week and remember that you are so inherently worthy you are so loved and you belong all my love guys see you soon